Welcome into another post-game edition of the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I am Damian Barling. I thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, and I thank you so much for listening. Full disclosure, uh, the game technically isn't over yet. It's in the third quarter, and the lineup is basically Nemanja Bialica and the Stockton Kings. So if you need a full breakdown of a 40-point blowout uh, that features the Stockton Kings in the fourth quarter. I can't bring that to you. Uh, But I can give you the Sacramento Kings portion uh, of the podcast here. As true story, as as we're recording this, I'm watching the game. It's 112-87. This game had a very let's-just-get-this-over-with type of feel, and rightfully so. It's the last game of the preseason. We saw this a lot around the league uh, yesterday and today. Uh, The Boston Celtics didn't even travel guys Uh, to their final game in Cleveland. Still wound up winning by a whole bunch, but they just left a whole bunch of players at home. Again, it's something that was uh, pretty common. It's something that's going to be pretty common here throughout the next, uh, as the the preseason wraps up here uh, yesterday and today. Uh, Very sluggish start. Started out just uber slow. Uh, First of all, I guess it's worth pointing out, no De'Aaron Fox. Uh, We knew that going in. We knew that a couple of days ago. As a matter of fact, Luke Walton only had 10 guys uh, available, So we'll talk about what happened here uh, in this final preseason game in just a heartbeat. Uh, also, in today's edition of the podcast, we'll make sure we get to the latest contract talk surrounding uh, both Buddy Heald and Bogdan Bogdanovich. So stick around for that if you want to connect with the show. You absolutely can. You can hit me on the text line, 916-888-5898. That is the 24-7 text line. You can reach me at any point. You could also leave voicemail messages there if you'd like to. Again, that is 916 916- 888-5898. Remember, if you leave a voicemail, it could be used here on the podcast. And by calling and consenting, or by calling, you are consenting uh, to me using your voice here on the podcast. Uh, if you're not a subscriber yet, become one. Uh, we're going to be dropping a podcast every single Sacramento Kings post game, uh, and many others as well. Uh, we're going to talk with Aaron Bruski uh, coming up here in the coming days. Going to try to get a couple other podcast posts before the regular season gets underway uh, next Wednesday. Uh, So just a couple of news and notes there. Uh, Make sure you subscribe. Uh, If you do leave a review, uh, if you don't want to leave a review, that's fine. Just maybe drop a five-star rating if you think we're worth it. If you don't think we're worth it, that's okay. We'll win you over. Uh, But drop a rating anyways because it really, really does help us a lot, particularly there on Apple Podcasts. Of course, we're available on Spotify, Google Play, and all the other podcast platforms as well. Um, This preseason uh, is complete. Again, game start uh, in Phoenix. Uh, next Wednesday. One thing of note, and it, it was just looking at the different people who were playing tonight, I realized you know, it's all done, and we still haven't seen Harry Giles. Harry Giles still hasn't stepped on the floor uh, for the Sacramento Kings. I don't know if he's been practicing, uh, but I know he hasn't been playing. Um, I don't know what that means. I'm, honestly, like I, I, I didn't have a big grand like statement after that. I just, I honestly, I don't know what it means. Dude is, you know, we know the history. If this was any other player, it'd kind of be like, ah, you know, it's one of those things. You just deal with it and you don't, you don't really worry about it. But because it's Harry Giles and because we know Harry's injury history, it kind of raises our, our level of awareness a little bit and our level of concern. Uh, so the last time we saw Harry Giles play competitive basketball was back in March. I didn't play in the California Classic, didn't play in preseason. I know he didn't practice for at least two weeks. I, I don't know if he's been giving it a run here in the last couple of days 
or not. Uh, but no Harry Giles on the floor again tonight. As we mentioned, there were only 10 guys available. Rashawn Holmes stepped into the starting lineup for Dwayne Deadman, as did Yogi Ferrell, as we mentioned uh, De'Aaron Fox didn't play. Uh, Barnes and Bagley, along with Buddy Heald, uh, they continued to roll. Kings built a six-point lead late in the first. Uh, back-to-back steals and dunks from Barnes and Bagley got the very uh, light crowd at the Golden 1 Center excited. And there was actually some really good defense played. In addition to those back-to-back steals uh, by Harrison Barnes and, and Marvin Bagley, and both of them uh, led to transition dunks. Uh, we saw some great individual defense from Buddy Heald as well. Again, just just for a quarter, I, th- I thought that was a, a, a really good positive to take away. I thought it was the the biggest positive defensively to take away so far. If you just broke down individual segments, if you broke down individual moments that you want to put on film, uh, there were a couple of here in this game in the first quarter that I think the Sacramento Kings staff can use uh, in film. The Kings were up three heading in to the second quarter. Kings actually trailed at various points. Uh, in the second quarter, and the game seemed to come to a complete standstill uh, right around the eight-minute mark, but a couple of threes near the end of the quarter, uh, one by Buddy Heald. I think it was his only made basket in the first quarter, or excuse me, in the first half. And the Kings took a 60-49 to lead uh, into halftime. Bagley had an incredible first half, by the way, 22 points and nine rebounds. Yogi Ferrell was really good as well, 17 points and five assists. Again, all in the first half. Uh, then the second half started, uh, Barnes and Buddy, they got hot, Bagley continued to play great, and then it really opened up for the Kings. It, the lead ballooned as high as 28 on a couple of different ca- occasions, and that was pretty much the end of uh, the Sacramento Kings. It was the Stockton Kings in the fourth quarter. We, we, we saw the end of, you know, Marvin Bagley played uh, 28 minutes on the day. Wound up finishing with 30 and 14, by the way. A strong conclusion uh, to his, what was, a really, really good preseason. Uh, he saved his best for last here, for sure. Again, 30 and 14 uh, for Marvin Bagley. Yogi Ferrell wound up finishing uh, with 19 and 5. I mentioned Buddy had got hot, hit a couple of shots there in the third quarter. He finished with 14 and 6. Uh, and then it was Namanya Bialica and the Stockton Kings finish thing, finishing things out there uh, in the fourth quarter as the Kings are going to go on uh, to win this game against uh, Melbourne United. So I, I don't know what to take away. I don't know what to tell you about this game. I don't know what to take away from it. There's no grand hot take. Uh, the, 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 the competition was what it was. Uh, the quality of players that the Sacramento Kings were able to put out there, it, it, it was what it was. Uh, we knew that the lineup would probably be limited. I didn't realize it would be this limited, uh, but we kind of all knew this going in. It's probably why the you know the crowd at the arena was so light. Not not necessarily a game people got super up and excited for, but now the you know the focus is is gonna uh, it's gonna shift to the Phoenix Suns. It's gonna shift to the regular season, and uh, if guys are banged up, whether De'Aaron Fox is banged up, his back is bothering him, uh, wherever Harry Giles is at in his rehab or, or or rest or get healthy or wherever he is wherever he is at he's got another week uh, to get ready before wins and losses start being counted so that's that's the that's 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 the mandatory portion of the podcast I promise post game podcast there's your post game podcast it's really not the news of the day as it pertains to the Sacramento Kings uh, the news of the day really the news of the last couple of days involves contracts uh, and contract extensions. Uh, one for Bogdan Bogdanovich, and one for Buddy Heald. We'll start with Bogey. 
Uh, it was reported by the Sacramento Bee that the Kings offered Bogdan Bogdanovich a four-year, $51.4 million contract extension. And Bogey said, cool, thank you. Uh, I'm not going to sign this. Just going to chill. Uh, maybe I'll sign it tomorrow. Maybe I'll sign it next week. Maybe I'll sign it in January. Who knows? But I'm not going to sign it now. Smart play by Bogdan Bogdanovich and his representatives there. Uh, you know, contracts are weird. When you don't make max money uh, and you're not coming off a rookie deal, you you can only make 100 and, I think it's 120 or 125%. I think it's 120% uh, of your current contract. Uh, so he's he's basically looking at a cost of living increase. Like Bogdan Bogdanovich, as well as he's played for the Kings over the last couple of years, he's going to get a cost of living increase. Meanwhile, teams around the league are salivating at the thought of giving a poison pill contract to, to Bogdan Bogdanovich that would kill any opportunity for the Sacramento Kings to re-sign him. Now, I'll explain that here for a second, and it's not like a, a, a legit poison pill, uh, but it is the, the uh, other teams can put the Sacramento Kings in a very, very difficult position because the Kings are trying to balance not only contracts that they have now, meaning Bogdan Bogdanovich and Buddy Heald, but they're trying to balance uh, contracts that are going to come up in the future, meaning De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley. And with Bogey, Bogey's in a unique situation because he could hit the open market. Again, the four years, 51.4, that's what he can sign before the deadline gets here. But once the deadline passes and once we get into free agency next year, again, it's a restricted free agency, uh, he can sign for you know significantly more. A team is going to offer him significantly more. In my opinion, I think a team could offer Bogey anywhere between 65 and 75. I, I think he's that coveted around the league. And knowing that, will the Kings be able to afford him? And again... Remember, we're talking about will they be able to afford him signing Buddy Heald to a contract extension, and we'll get to where he is at with, with the Kings and where his representatives are uh, with the front office here in just a heartbeat. But knowing that De'Aaron Fox is probably going to get the DPE max, which is going to be 170, and they're going to be counting on Marvin Bagley being worth the same. And you can only have two on your team. So that's going to be it's going to be De'Aaron, and it's going to be uh, Marvin Bagley. At least we believe it's going to be Marvin Bagley. So that affects Buddy a little bit more than it affects Bogey, but Bogey's kind of the odd man out when it comes to these contract extensions. So let's say, for argument's sake, that a team does offer Bogey, let's say, $70 million. Let's say Bogey is in the position that the Sacramento Kings often find themselves in. There are other teams out there that are like, you know, we're going to really, we're going to have to overpay Bogdan Bogdanovich a little bit to get him away from Sacramento. What number do we know Sacramento just won't match? What number can we off Bogdan Bogdanovich that he'll sign the offer sheet and the Sacramento Kings are just going to kind of have to throw up their hands and not be able to re-sign him? Which brings up, and the, the Kings, I, I think they've been very savvy with their front office moves, with their uh, with their uh, the laying out of their contracts over the course of the last two free agencies. They, they've done a good job of making sure third years aren't guaranteed and all that because they know they've got to deal with Buddy, they've got to deal with Bogey, they've got to deal with De'Aaron, and they've got to deal with Marvin Bagley. And it goes back to a, a conversation that Brewski and I had uh, very early here uh, in the season of this podcast, and that's how deep can you go into 
salary cap hell. Like, how deep can you get into that luxury tax if you are a, a team struggling to make the playoffs? You're a team that's not making the playoffs? Or you're a team that's still on the come up? Can, can you really get into the luxury tax? Because by the time we get to 2021, where Marvin Bagley's contract extension is due, the Kings could find themselves in a salary cap issue where they're still fighting to get into the playoffs. Can you be a team deep into the luxury tax if you haven't made the playoffs? Can you be a team deep into the luxury tax if you haven't won a playoff series? Many teams, and, and, and then you remember, it, it's not just the luxury tax that you get into, but De'Aaron is young. Bogey is young. Those contracts are really close to each other. Now you start getting into repeat offender taxes. And each year you're over the salary tax, it gets higher and higher and higher to the point where you're, you know, you could be paying as high as, you know, uh, a two to one ratio. You know, you've got dollar for dollar and then you got two to one. Like that happens and teams have done it. We've seen Golden State do it. We saw Cleveland do it. We saw Miami do it. What do all of those teams have in common? The best example that we can use for the Sacramento Kings, I think, is Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City spent big money on a lot of guys. And it amounted to first-round playoff losses. And it got to the point where Sam Presti, who we all thought, let me not speak for you, I thought that the Oklahoma City Thunder was going to go for it one more year. Whatever happens this year, they get eliminated in the first round or the second round. Anything short of winning an NBA championship, I thought we were going to see the end of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sam Presti, uh, to my mind, but although he said all of the right things publicly, I feel like he was silently relieved that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George made the decision for him. I don't think that Paul George representatives had to twist Sam Presti's arm too much. I'm sure he put up a front. I'm sure he put up, oh, wait, what? No, what? No, one more year. Wait, why? Okay. And then suddenly, you know, you get Paul George out of there. You have a conversation with Russell Westbrook. And now your salary cap is free and clear. So that's what the Sacramento Kings could be looking at. They could be looking at a situation that the Oklahoma City Thunder were in, where they have a bunch of high-paid players uh, that are amounting to a first-round playoff losses. And I know at this point, it'd be like, hey, man, a first-round playoff loss would be great because the Kings would actually make the first round of the playoffs. But remember, we're we're talking about repeat tax offenders. You can only stay there so long. And what was Oklahoma City there for? After Kevin Durant left three three years, four years? That's tough. I mean, you acquire Paul George, you, get, you know, Carmelo Anthony's contract comes in, all of these large contracts come in and it, and it doesn't amount to anything. Now it's different because these players are already here uh, and there is a, a little bit of relief when it comes to, when it comes to signing those guys, it, it makes it easier to sign them, but it doesn't change the salary cap implications. You know, you can go well over your salary cap uh, to sign your own guys, but that doesn't mean you don't have to pay the tax on it. You still got to pay the tax on it. And so what is the number that a team can offer Bogdan Bogdanovich and the Kings be like, ah, nope, can't do it. And as I was saying, the Kings, the Kings are aware of this. The Kings front office, they have to be aware of this. They've been so savvy with their moves over the last couple of, of, of free agencies that they've structured these contracts to deal with moments just like this. So they're aware of this. 
And if Bogey doesn't sign by by uh, his extension, I don't have the date in front of me. I'm I've got the October twenty first date locked in my head, but that's Buddy Heels. If if Bogey doesn't sign by then, the Sacramento Kings have to start thinking about February, and they have to start thinking about the trade deadline. Not that they want to trade Bogdan Bogdanovich. Not that they want Bogdan Bogdanovich to not be a member of the Sacramento Kings. But they have to start thinking. Are we going to be able to match a contract that's thrown in front of them? Is Vlade and Peja and Ken Cantonella and Joe Dumars and whoever these guys who are who are making decisions for the Sacramento Kings, are they comfortable in matching whatever contract is put in front of Bogdan Bogdanovich? Because you're probably going to have to assume if you're in the Kings front office, you know, you have to play the the worst case scenario. And for the Kings, what would the worst case scenario be? Would it be like 80? That would be the max for him, I think, $80 million. Oh, can you match that if you're the Kings? I don't think so. If they're offering him 50, which is, you know, the 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 max that they can offer him, and this could just be a this could just be the Kings following following protocol. Hey, it's what we can offer him. We're gonna put the offer out there. We want him to know we want him here. This is the maximum amount of money that we can offer him due to the restrictions that we have. But the Kings have to have an honest conversation with themselves about what it means if if they get to free agency. And it absolutely looks to me like Bogdan Bogdanovich is more than willing to take this into restricted free agency and see what's out there for him. I believe that there is significantly more out there for him than $51.4 million. But what is the amount that the Sacramento Kings can't deal with? That number may be dependent on where this next contract falls into place, and it's the Buddy Heald one. Uh, Chris Haynes at Yahoo Sports reported today that Buddy Heald has a four-year, $90 million offer on the table. Uh, he and his representatives are seeking a four-year, $100 million deal. Or Excuse me, his, his reps are seeking a four-year, $110 million deal. So these are two very different contract extensions uh, with with two very different dollar figures attached to him. Buddy Heald is coming off of his rookie deal. He is eligible for the uh, for the DPE max that we were talking about earlier, the, the $170 million, the five-year $170 million. Uh, only Ben Simmons got that. Uh, I think Jamal Murray got it also. I mean, there haven't been a lot of rookie extensions uh, coming out of this Buddy Heald. You know, we mentioned Ben Simmons. Uh, he said, uh, Jamal Murray, he said, Jalen Brown and the Celtics, they seem to be miles apart when it comes to their contract negotiations. It doesn't feel like the Kings and Buddy Heald are super far apart, despite the fact that Buddy Heald uh, keeps going to Twitter. And, you know, he he told the Sacramento Bee, hey, I want to get this done. Uh, he wrote on Twitter, it'd be like that sometimes once details of the contracts came out. And it, it $20 million doesn't feel like a major gap until you realize that the Sacramento Kings need every bit of that $20 million. Now, I'm sure that they knew when they put this contract in front of Buddy that they had to negotiate. And I'm going back to what Buddy Heald said to the Sacramento Bee a couple of days ago, and I wonder if the Kings are being kind of, uh, well, if the Kings are being stubborn in that in, in, in that offer, if they're just being steadfast. Hey, our offer is four-year $90 million. We feel that that's more than fair for you. That's where we're at. And maybe the, the Buddy Heels representatives are having difficulties ne- negotiating with the Kings at that point. Again, this is, I have no idea. I'm just 
trying to read into the facts that we know that were reported by Chris Haynes today and going back to Buddy Heald's conversation with the Sacramento Bee. You try to put this all together because, again, $20 million in the grand scheme of things over four years, it doesn't seem like that's terribly far apart. But, again, the Kings are trying to keep uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich here, and now they have to be prepared for matching another team's contract at the end of the year or, or into next free agency, excuse me, or they have to be prepared to move Bogdan Bogdanovich in February. Because I don't think they're going to be willing to lose him for nothing. Because if if Bogdan Bogdanovich, in it, this is my opinion. If Bogdan Bogdanovich is a member of the Sacramento Kings past the trade deadline, the Sacramento Kings are going to match any offer that's put in front of them. Because that means that there is no number out there that scares them. Because they can't be confident someone isn't going to throw, you know, $80 million at him. If Bogey is a member of the Kings after the trade deadline, He's going to be a member of the Kings moving forward. I would be stunned if the Kings just allowed him to walk for nothing. Absolutely stunned. If an offer came in and they just went like, ah, can't do it. See you later. They, once the trade deadline gets here, they're acknowledging we're willing to match any offer that is put in front of you, which is why this $20 million gap is significantly more sizable. It's significantly larger than the $20 million that it actually is. And this, this, this rookie class is, if they're not exactly raking in the contract extensions, as we mentioned, Ben Simmons, he got his early. Like he is very clearly, a, you know, he, he got the DPE max. He is a, he is a core piece of what the Philadelphia 76ers are doing. Uh, Jamal Murray got the other one. Some people were surprised by that. Where is Jalen Brown going to fall? That's going to be an interesting case study here. I don't know that Jalen Brown's extension is going to get done before the deadline. You you think that that you know the the twenty million dollars seems close. J- Jalen Brown and the Celtics they're way far apart. They're they're significantly further apart than that. So once you taste the, taste the uh, take the designated player exception out, which is the one seventy over five, you have the realistic match for Buddy Heald. The re- the realistic max for Buddy Heald, which is four years, one hundred and thirty. So it's like okay. You know when you when you when you break it down like that, uh, Buddy is he's looking at about twenty million dollars off of that, and the Sacramento Kings are looking at about fifty million dollars off of that. I think Buddy's contract is going to get done over the course of the next couple of days. We're recording this on October sixteenth. The Sacramento Kings game is final now. The Kings win one twenty four uh, to one ten, uh, but I, I I think. I think this one gets done. The bogey one, that's not up to the Kings. That's 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 up a lot more to Bogdan Bogdanovich. And, and, and from his comments to the Sacramento Bee earlier this week, I, I don't think that contract is getting signed anytime soon. I actually don't think that contract is getting signed at all. Um, but how, how steadfast are the Sacramento Kings being uh, in that $90 million offer? Uh, and how steadfast are, are Buddy Heald and his representatives being in the... $110 million request that they're making. Again, it feels like Buddy is, you know, $20 million below the max. All right, $50 million below the max sure seems like a lot. Uh, especially for the way that Buddy Heald has played. Uh, Buddy Heald's age. We're talking a four-year deal here. Uh, he's a shooter. He's not injury prone. He, he you know, he's he hasn't had any issues that we're aware of. Like, he's, this seems like a healthy investment for the Kings. 
But again, for, for, for the first time in, God, recent memory, the Kings are actually using foresight. Like, they're actually looking ahead and saying, well, we've got to be smart with this because we know we're going to have to pay De'Aaron Fox and we're probably going to pay De'Aaron Fox $170 million. And then if everything goes the way we expect it to go with Marvin Bagley, we're going to have to pay him $170 plus million. So every dollar we spend now uh, could wind up, you know, that, that $20 million, that $20 million gap between Buddy Heald and the Sacramento Kings could easily become 45 in four years. Meaning if the Kings cave... Or if the if 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 the Kings give in and wound up wind up giving Buddy uh, the number that he asked for, let's say they meet in the middle because that's what a lot of Kings fans were were noting this morning. Like, well, it seems like a, you know, it seems like an easy fix. Like, if you want one ten, you want ninety. How about we meet at a hundred? Like, how important is the ninety to the Sacramento Kings, and how important is the one ten to Buddy Heald and his representatives? But the thing that you got to look at is that ten million dollars could easily become $30 million in three years if they're in the luxury tax. And that's what I think the Sacramento Kings are looking at, which is why I'm applauding them, because for the first time since I've covered them, they're using foresight. And this is difficult. This is These are difficult waters to navigate when you feel like, and this is a conversation I have with people all the time, it's awesome when you draft well, it's awesome when you acquire uh, young guys who turn out to be really good, but it's really difficult to keep them. It's really difficult to keep them because of, of the, 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 the tax laws that are in place, the luxury tax laws that are in place. And so, you know, that, that $20 million doesn't seem like a big deal, but ultimately it is. It's a really big deal for the future and for the Sacramento Kings. And again, that, 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 you know, if they meet at 100, that $10 million could become significantly more if they get into the luxury tax. Because De'Aaron Fox, to me, right right now today, De'Aaron Fox is a is a ultra max guy. He's the designated player exception max guy. He's 170 million over the next five years, 100. percent I'm anxious. To, I'm really really anxious. I mean, what a game from Marvin Bagley today. I'm really anxious to see uh, him this year. I'm really anxious to see him play uh, in a steady role this year. Um, but all indications are. And I think the universal belief within the Sacramento Kings organization is, is he is going to be that guy. He is going to be that guy that we're going to wind up paying a ton of money to. So the Kings laying things out as the preseason winds down here and it's officially over uh, as the Kings uh, get that win against Melbourne United at the Golden One Center. Uh, we're getting ready for the regular season now. Uh, all eyes are going to shift to this, this Buddy Heald contract extension because that deadline is coming up on October 21st, and really this is because they could face the same situation with Buddy Heald uh, in the offseason uh, where Buddy can get contract offers and the Sacramento Kings can all that can match. But, you know, Buddy is a guy who's making like three and some, is it three, like maybe four and some change right now or high threes and some change. Like he's on the verge of signing his first like life, like he is staring life-changing money like right in the eyes right now. And of course he's anxious to get this done. Of course he wants to get this done. And I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I know he doesn't want to walk away from the $90 million, but this is part of, it's part of the game, man. And this is why you have to have a good agent represent you. You've, if 110 is important to you, you've got to fight for it. You're already below the max. 
you've proved what you could be for uh, the Sacramento Kings, and you know you've got a different coach in here, but your your preseason is certainly off to a a, a solid start. Yeah, you know, Buddy Heald averaged over twenty points in the preseason. In uh, people around the league, not in the city, not who cover the Kings, but people who cover the NBA are expecting big things from Buddy Heald this year, uh, while expecting quality outcomes from the Sacramento Kings as a whole. Uh, so Buddy has got people's attention, and the Sacramento Kings have to be aware of that. It's a it's a it's a tough situation for them. Um, and 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 I give the Kings credit. I give the Kings front office credit. Uh, they're they're trying to negotiate. They're trying to deal with this. But in the end, I think 110 on Buddy is well spent. But this team is going to have to come together, and they're going to have to come together quick. Because once you start doling out those 170 million dollar contracts that are inevitably coming, you're going to have to be in the playoffs. Because I don't know how long you can justify to your ownership group uh, being in the luxury tax and not being in the playoffs. And you're going to have to be in the luxury tax because you're going to have to have quality role players. Because if you, you, can, you can have the max guys around if you want to, but if you don't have those quality role players, you're not going to make the playoffs. Not in this conference. Not with how young uh, and, and, and good this Western Conference is. And then you still have got teams. I mean, I mean, I don't think Minnesota is better than Sacramento this year. But what will they do? You know, there are teams that, I, New Orleans, at some point, there are people who think New Orleans is going to make the playoffs this year. New Orleans makes the playoffs this year. It almost certainly means the Sacramento Kings don't. Unless there were some injuries to the upper echelon teams. There are teams that I wonder about. Because you know, we often talk about that. Well, if you're going to take one, if you're going to put a team in the playoffs that wasn't there last year, you've got to take one out. And everyone says Oklahoma City is not going to make the playoffs. Okay, fine. But does everyone think the Los Angeles Lakers are making the playoffs? Because there's there's one and one right there. Who's the other team that you're taking out of the playoffs to put, say, the Sacramento Kings in? Or to put the New Orleans Pelicans in? I wonder about a team like what about a team like Portland? Is Portland an injury away uh from 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 you know kind of kind of falling back and suddenly being in the you know 42 43 44 win category rather than the uh you know 49 or 50 what about utah boy a lot of people are talking about utah maybe this is a little bit of hyperbole cuz we watched them the other night but one injury one thing goes awry and suddenly utah's not there maybe utah is 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 a year behind Maybe Denver. Maybe Denver can't replicate what they did last year. Now, everything that I saw last year from Denver, nothing leads me to believe that that's true. And honestly, I don't know that it's true for Utah. But strange things happen every single year. What's the strange thing that's going to happen this year? Because inevitably, something is going to happen. We're not going to go through an entire year where every star player on every team stays perfectly healthy and we just have a strong competitive fight until the end. No, something's going to happen. It's just a question of what's going to happen and to who. Appreciate you tuning in here today uh, to this kind of semi uh, post-game edition of uh, the Sacramento Kings podcast. Again, the Kings wrap up uh, their preseason uh, by getting a win against Melbourne United at the Golden One Center. Uh, the next time we talk, at least the next time we talk post-game, uh, it'll be 
after the first game of the regular season. We'll have a couple of episodes uh, to drop before then. But real basketball is finally upon us. The Sacramento Kings and the Phoenix Suns uh, next Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe here to the podcast. Never want you to miss a single episode. Brewski is going to join me in the next episode. Uh, make sure you rate and review the show as well. If you want to drop us a note, please do that. 916 916- 888-5898. Appreciate you tuning in here to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by the Hoop Ball Network. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.